0: On Change the World Today, we'll be discussing mental health issues. If you or anyone you know needs help, please call. Lifeline on 131114. Beyond Blue on 1300 224636. Suicide Callback Service on 1300 If you are in immediate danger, call 000.
1: Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Right now on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Hello and welcome to Change the World with Matt McQuinley. Today we are continuing our series on mental health, mental illness. If you missed the past few episodes, I urge you to check out our podcast on our Facebook page, which is Change the World with Matt McQuinley, M C Q U I N L E Y. There are episodes on depression, schizophrenia, autism, bipolar disorder, addiction, and more. While you check that out, also check out the eight-part series we did on leadership with NeuroChange Master and Performance Coach Gwen Meyer and the four-part series on policing that I did with 42-year veteran of the South Australian Police Department and Elite Star Group member Derek McManus and my father, retired Chicagoland Police Sergeant Marshall McQuinley. Today we are doing something a little bit different and discussing the health of the brain itself. It may sound obvious, but our brain is the most fundamental part of who we are. Descartes said in 1637, I think, therefore I am. Today we decide someone is dead not when their heart stops beating or when they stop breathing, it's when they cease brain function. The brain is the biggest key to happiness and quality of life. And some of us, many of us, spend countless hours in the gym and focus on eating the right foods to look a certain way and maintain our physical prowess. But we don't even consider exercising or eating the right things for our most important organ, the brain, which is the key to our identity and what makes us unique. Today, we're going to talk about a few things we can do toward that end, like tips to keep your brain healthy, how we can check our brain health, what are some warning signs of mental decline, how we can prevent neurological decline, how we can turn back the clock cognitively, and how we can improve our memory. To that end, we have in our studio today, Liz Palmer. Liz is a functional nutritionist certified back in 2003. She sustained her own brain injury several years ago, which we will talk about later, but this gave her a passion for brain health. She was a rep for a functional nutritional company for 10 years and worked with some of the top functional neurologists in the entire world. She's also a single mom of seven. She's currently teaching classes on brain health. She's a connector who helps people find the right treatment protocols, the right therapist or doctor. Liz, welcome to the show. Matt,
3: thanks so much for having me on the show today.
1: Please uh, tell us a little bit about what got you so passionate about brain health and, and your journey.
3: One of the reasons, Matt, why I am so passionate about this is at 54 years old, um, I had a lot of health issues, and I wasn't sure what was going on. And one day when I pulled over, couldn't remember how to get home. That was a big concern. And little did I know that when I was 19 years old, I had a bad car accident, and I had a right cerebellar brain injury that wasn't even diagnosed until I was 54. After I was injured from the brain and I did not have any kind of diagnosis, um, for many years I suffered with all different types of health issues that I did not know what they were caused from. I thought my brain was fine, but I was having issues with digestion, balance, concentration. And it wasn't until I was in my late 40s and 50s that I was driving home from a very common road that I'd been on many, many times before, and I had to pull over because I could not remember how to get home. So it was a very frightening experience. Uh, Many of us are afraid of that big thing called Alzheimer's or dementia. And I did not realize that what was really going on was my brain injury. So I was diagnosed by a functional neurologist back in Oregon, and I had what they call a right cerebellar injury. So it's the bottom part of your brain And that is the part of the brain that is managing your balance and your um, memory, your functions, um, really how you're living in this world. So one of my biggest symptoms was a lot of dizziness and then lack of concentration. And I started to lose my hearing in my right ear. Now, even though my injury was more than 35 years previous, it was continuing to be a problem and continuing to degenerate. So I um, was treated by uh, Dr. Zielinski back in Oregon, and he thought it would take me months to get better. But actually, just within a few weeks, I started to make an improvement. It changed my life, turned my life around, my memory got better, just my experiences of the world got better. I stopped having vertigo, stopped being dizzy. I was able to lose 60 pounds, 28 kilos, and get my life back on track. And I then began an incredible passion to helping other people discover maybe their undiagnosed brain issue. So that's kind of my story of how I came to be passionate about that.
1: Wow, that's great. Can you tell us a little bit about how you help people discover the challenges they might have that they don't
3: even know they have? Well, I think that's the key right there, Matt, is that people don't know that they have it. There are so, your brain, like you said in the introduction, your brain runs everything. Um, your brain, some of you may have been experiencing a lot of stress right now, and your brain is the big part of that. So, first of all, learning what are constitute a brain issue, and really unwinding it. I don't know if you're aware, I think you are because you heard me say this, but now in Australia, dementia and Alzheimer's is the leading cause of death amongst women. It's a second leading cause of death amongst men here in Australia, and the same is true in America. Why is that? 20 years ago, it wasn't even in the top 10 reasons, and it isn't just because we're getting older. There's a lot that's happening in our world right now that is causing more rapid brain degeneration than any time in the history of mankind. So it is now time that we all start to be made aware and start to really look at these clues of what's going on and how we determine what's happening and what we can do about it.
1: What are some of these things that are going on that's creating this increase?
3: Well, here in Australia, I think that sports are very popular amongst men and, I mean, boys and girls. And, did you know that even when you are a small child, if you have a brain injury, you knock your head, you fall off your trike, or you're playing footy, and you get knocked in the head, your brain has a different kind of immune system that than your body does. And these, they're called mycoglial cells. And this protects your brain differently than your body's function. And when you have an injury, it doesn't get better by itself. So let's say if you're 12 years old, you're playing footy, you get knocked in the head, maybe even have a concussion, the injury continues to be sustained throughout your whole life. So a lot of men here in Australia may have had undiagnosed brain injuries from the time that they were uh, a kid. Or maybe you fell off a bike or fell off a horse or even got knocked in the head from a car accident. And if you don't see somebody that knows how to look for the injury, you're gonna continue that without even knowing that you have a problem. Mm-hmm. That is one thing. The other thing is that as a nutritionist, our food has been so depleted, more so in America than here in Australia, but our soils are being depleted, we're using more chemicals now than ever before in the history of mankind, and our brain, just like our gut and the rest of our system, can be affected by these toxins and these chemicals in the in our food air, water, et cetera. So that's another reason why I think um, we're having such a high incidence of Alzheimer's and dementia, as well as we have a very carbohydrate-driven diet. You know, in Australia, I've been here for five years and I absolutely love uh, traveling. And every small town that I go into in Australia, a bakery is the first thing that meets me. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, ba- the baked goods are good, really delicious here. I am gluten-free because of my brain injury, so most of the time I don't get to enjoy these great baked goods. But these carbohydrates um, are very depleting to the body. When you eat a high-carbohydrate diet, it actually depletes your system and not fortifying it. So we have a high carbohydrate diet. We have a high incidence of diabetes. Somebody's diagnosed every three minutes in Australia with some form of either type one or type uh, two diabetes. And somebody with diabetes is 50% more susceptible to dementia or Alzheimer's uh, as a diabetic. So we have general health decline. We have accidents and injuries that aren't properly diagnosed. And we have, especially over the last 18 months, a tremendous amount of unknowing stress that's causing us to really create this adrenal exhaustion because we don't know where our next step is and that creates a brain degeneration as well. So it's a big combination. We're really struggling right now as a culture um, and we need to have as healthy a brain as we possibly can.
1: Wow. And these are long-term problems. I remember reading, gosh... I don't know, 20 years ago, maybe more, about uh, that in the 20s and 30s, in the 1920s and 30s, that the U.S. government came out with a study that showed that our soils are depleted and that do not they do not offer the nutritional value that they should, and this is almost 100 years ago they were saying this, because, you know, when farmers, farmers are a business like anything else, you know, they grow their crops and all they replace in the soil with fertilizer is nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, because those are the, the, the minerals that make the plants grow faster. And of the other 72 vitamins and minerals that you need to get, that's all they're replacing. So the soil's been depleted for decades. And, and places okay. like China, you know, when I visited China, the soil has actually turned almost into sand because they've been farming it so long. So yeah, that's definitely a, man, a land management issue even. This is touching so many things.
3: Well, so. there's a direct connection between our brain and our gut. Um, so they when you start to lose your mucosal lining of your gut or have what they call leaky gut, If you have leaky gut, you get leaky brain. So our brain has a natural uh, barrier around it to protect it from um, environmental toxins, etc. And when you have leaky gut, and they estimate two out of four people have leaky gut now. (laughs) So leaky gut is a huge problem, and it's causing leaky brain. So a lot of how you're getting better is looking at the gut, restoring gut health, and then you can start to restore brain health as well. You know, when a somebody would go into the hospital with a brain injury, let's say they have a concussion or they have a, an auto accident, one of the first things they give them is a type of acid blocker because your digestive system starts to break down right away when you have a brain injury. Hmm and they want to protect the brain from that issue. So that's one of the first things that they're going to give you at the hospital when you have a brain injury. So there is a definite connection between the brain and the gut, Mm. a big one. Mm.
1: So we need a holistic solution for this problem, basically.
3: Yes, I mean I think where it really starts is understanding what's happened, where you're at, getting a proper assessment and then you can kind of work backwards of okay, what is the the brain issue? Um, Do I have an environmental toxin that's caused my brain problem? Did I have an accident or an injury? Do I have these microglial activation happening? Do I have a social, spiritual, you know, an emotional factor that's causing my brain? Uh, And what is it? And there's a lot of things that you can do that somebody can do to test to see what the issue is. And getting really down to the core of what the problem is. Because it it is not a one-size-fits-all for sure.
1: Wow. Well, that's an excellent point. And with that key bit of knowledge, we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors so we can pay our bills.
0: Looking for a new coffee machine for your home or workplace? Look no further than Fine Choice Coffee Solutions. You're experts in all things coffee. Why not come in for a chat and a special coffee tasting? You'll find us at 264 Gilbert Street in the city. When you enter
2: Chiera and Sons Fresh Market and Joanna's Kitchen, it feels just like home. This four decade young iconic South Australian business is situated in the Hollywood Plaza, Salisbury. For fresh fruit and veggies, see Tony and Frank and their wonderful staff, offering the finest produce and fine foods, and specials last all year like the Millel Pecorono cheese, just $15.99 per kilo when you buy the entire wheel. Support a family-owned business, drop in to their Hollywood Plaza store or call 828-33-155. That's 828 33 Welcome to the family. Hi, this is David Heath, and I'm excited to be bringing my program, Soundtrack of Your Life, to Radio Italia Uno. Join me Friday nights at 7 for interesting guests, some great music, and plenty of fun. It's the best way to kick off the weekend. Soundtrack of Your Life, Friday nights from 7 until 9 on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM.
3: C'è la musica? Hai voglia di metterti in gioco? Entusiasmo e personalità non ti mancano? Radio Italia 1 sta cercando te. Chiama l'82123177 e anche tu avrai la possibilità di entrare a far parte del nostro team. Radio Italia 1, diamo voce alla tua voce.
1: Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Hello and welcome back. We're here with Liz Palmer, who's currently teaching classes in brain health. Liz, how did you find out yourself that you had a brain injury?
3: Well, thanks for asking because not one doctor that I ever saw asked me about my brain or did a brain assessment. So um, I was actually supporting other doctors learning about functional neurology. We had a functional brain class. It was a weekend course. And the instructor was teaching physicians how to do uh, brain assessments. And they said, who would like to volunteer? And I said, I want to volunteer because I figured I was, you know, pretty good well, they got me up in front of the room and some of the things that they did to assess my brain was had me close my eyes and see if I could touch the tip of my nose with my fingertip. I failed miserably. Um they had me typing with my hands really fast on the same failed miserably. My left hand wasn't uh, my left hand could not move as fast as my right hand. They had me stand on one foot, touch my nose. I failed miserably. And in front of the classroom, in front of all my colleagues, they said you've got a very severe right cerebellar brain injury. So I made an appointment with a functional neurologist a week later. So it was kind of an accident. Um, I never would have seeked out a neurologist. I didn't know my brain was the problem. I just thought I was getting older. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate, because I know so many people do not know they have a brain injury.
1: For some of my friends, that would have been just merely them failing a field sobriety test, <laughs> is what it sounds
3: like. Actually, Matt, that reminds me of a story. I I was leaving my neurologist's house, and I got pulled over, and they said, you know, we'd like you to walk the line. They still do that in America. And I said, I can walk the line, but I'm just telling you right now, I have a right cerebellar injury, and my line walking is... And he, she said, just go. <laughs> She didn't make me walk, so. Okay. She's like,
1: you said You said the word neurological, so you yes. can't be drunk.
3: Right, <laughs> there, maybe. There
1: that makes sense. Well, what are some of the symptoms, you know, of a brain issue that we can maybe think about? Oh, gosh, maybe I need to have that checked.
3: What, yeah. What, what might well, be the uh, w- red uh, flags? One of the things I like to say is that if you've been thinking about the hereafter a lot, in other words, if you've been going into a room and wondering what you're hereafter, mm. Uh, that's a good sign. So I know we're a little bit more stressed than we normally are, but if you have those lapses in memory, if you have the things that you normally are good at, remembering names, uh, adding up uh, numbers, if those are becoming a struggle for you, if they're worse than they Um, were uh, five years ago, 10 years ago, that is an indication that you've got some decline going on. So that's one of the things. Losing balance. If you are um, not able to stand on one foot or if you feel a little bit drunk every once in a while, your brain manages everything. It manages your gait, the way you talk, the way you walk, the way you think. And these are some indicators that you may have a brain issue. Uh, For me, I couldn't, if somebody gave me a phone number, Matt, I couldn't even remember two of the numbers, let alone seven or ten numbers. So now my memory is much, much better than it used to be, and I can hold on to numbers. And of course, lack of concentration focus. Now, I don't know if you're like me, Matt, but when I was growing up, I remember the old grouchy neighbor, got grouchier the older he got. Mm. Mean, grouch, that is a sign of brain degeneration. When your personality starts to change, maybe you've been a really nice person all your life and then suddenly you lose your ability to hold back your when you get pissed off or you get angry or you have a lot of emotions or you get overly emotional. That can be a frontal lobe issue. If you're losing your hearing, if you're losing your sense of smell, one way to kind of do a like a pre dementia is take some pineapple, peanut butter or strawberry, hold your nose, take a sniff. If you can't smell in those three scents, that is a good indication because the the part of the smeller where you're smelling things if it is close to a specific part of the brain, it can indicate brain degeneration as well. So if you're losing your sense of smell. So those are just some of the indicators.
1: Wow. Okay. Now I'm going to have to rush home and get some pineapple, peanut butter, and... <laughs> strawberry. Strawberry, because <laughs> well, I, I only got two out of three, so that's probably not very... Doesn't bode very well for me, I don't think. <laughs> but, uh, okay, well, what does a person do when they f- think they might have a problem? Okay, so they've done these... They've listened to the show here, and they've gone, oh, my goodness, okay, that sounds like me, that sounds like me, that sounds, That might be me, Well I what do they do? What do they do? From well, here? there
3: are some brain assessment tests that you can do. One of the doctors that I have followed and worked with is uh, Dr. Daniel Amen. He is in California, Washington, but he's got a great little brain assessment that I've actually got up on my website. So you can take. Which a, is beamingbrain.now.site. So it's s i t e. So beaming brain. And um, you can take that brain assessment and uh, they'll send you back an assessment if you could potentially have an issue. Mm -hmm. So that's one way you can do it. Um, You can do your own, you can do the smell test, the memory test. If you know that you're having an issue, you want to, if it's not a severe issue, there's certain things that that you can do, uh, like seven steps to a better brain and see how you do. But if you're concerned that you have a brain issue. There's a really good book that I like to recommend. It's called The End of Alzheimer's, and that's by Dale Brennison. He also has been on some podcasts. He is a doctor that absolutely believes in the reversal of dementia and Alzheimer's. Very well written. And he goes through all the different types of dementia where you can have a chemical issue or a brain injury or it can be genetic or there are genetic markers that you can look for. If, you, if one of your family members has Alzheimer's, you might want to do a genetic test. But it lays it out very well. If you have a family member that has dementia, that would be an excellent book to get, The End of Alzheimer's with Dale Brennison. His research is impeccable.
1: So as a practical step, You know, the person says, okay, well, maybe I've got a problem. They should see.
3: Well, they can start to do their own, if they're not ready to see a physician. A lot of medical doctors are really not equipped to determine a brain imbalance. And talking about functional neurology versus... Neurology. Everybody's heard of a neurologist. And the tools in a neurologist box are MRIs, CT scans, and a brief neurological examination. A functional neurologist is a very intensified neurological exam. When I had my neurological exam, here's some of the things that they had me do sniffing, you know, which nostril, and I actually couldn't smell out of my left nostril, Uh, but sniffing, touching your nose checking your you know when you're when you put your knee over and you're testing your reflexes there's a lot of reflexes in the body that are going to indicate if you have a brain imbalance so there is a functional neurology association here in Australia there's an international association of functional neurologists as well as one here in Australia and so, if you really feel that you have a, a brain injury brain issue, um, I recommend um, contacting the association, whether you're in Melbourne or Brisbane. We don't have a functional neurologist here in Adelaide, but there are some good doctors that can um, I've got one in Melbourne that I know, so they thats would be my best suggestion for somebody that's really concerned and of course. We're looking at, I mostly talk about adults, but children can have a brain imbalance as well. And, you know, you talked about autism, autism spectrum disorder or ASD is a series of particular imbalances or injuries to the brain. So this would result in working with children as well. So a functional neurologist can work with all ages.
1: Mm. Wow. Okay. Well, what can we do? is preventative medicine you know okay. as you as we're both Americans we know benjamin franklin said an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure so what can we do to try to prevent us having problems in the future
3: well our brain needs some basic things and number one, our brain needs oxygen, you know, because it can't live for more than four minutes without oxygen. Mm-hmm. So if you're having oxygen issues, some of the symptoms that you may have are tingling in your hands and feet. Maybe your skin is turning blue. You're not getting, um, uh, you're, or you're having varicose veins. If you have fungus in your toenails, um, if you're getting lightheaded when you stand up, those are indications that you may have some oxygen issues. So what is the number one thing you can do to get more oxygen? exercise. Mm. So making sure you're doing deep breathing, breathe all the way down into your diaphragm, not just the uh, short, shallow breathing, Uh, breathing exercises during the day and making sure that you're exercising out. I like to walk every day, taking in deep breaths, and that's going to help oxygenate your brain as well as your whole system. So exercise is going to be the first one. And then we can talk about the uh, ones after the break. I keep
1: trying to think of things that a sedentary lifestyle would help me with so I can sit around and do nothing, but I just can't find any. That's really frustrating. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break here and hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back with Liz Palmer, brain health teacher and instructor.
3: (laughs) Yo, ciao. Armando Paradiso from Unique Stein. Delivering
0: quality stone tops to South Australia for over 20 years. Granite. Marble. Caesar stone. Unique stone. Granito. Marmo. Caesar
2: stone. Unique stone. Thinking stone benchtops to your kitchen, bathroom or furniture? Unique Stone at Jacobson Crescent, Holden Hill. Call us now
3: eight two double six 2280 Unique Stone, we won't be beaten. Come on, get stai Yo! Chiama adesso. Hello, I'm Peter Saluno. Please join me on Happy Business Radio
2: every Monday two to three PM on Radio Italia Uno. We have lots of fun with very interesting guests. We talk about how to start, build and increase your business. Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia 1, 87.6 FM.
0: Radio Italia 1, sito internet www.italia1.com.au. Seguici anche sulla nostra pagina Facebook e Instagram.
1: Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Hello, and welcome back to Change the World with Matt McQuinley. We're here with Liz Palmer, who is currently teaching classes in brain health. In our last session, we talked a little bit about what we can do to help keep our brain as fit as possible. So, Liz, if you'd like to continue from there, that would be awesome.
3: All right. Well, I'm talking about what our brain needs. So the first thing that we need is air, um, oxygen. So exercise. We also need hydration. Uh, the brain is about eighty five percent water, and that wa- that hydration is really essential. You know, in a senior home, oftentimes the uh, seniors that are there will get very confused, and if they just keep you hydrated, and thirst is not a real indicator of that you need hydration. So drinking water. Uh, And that doesn't include wine or scotch or anything else. You need to drink good, clean water. Here in Adelaide, we do not have good, clean water that comes out of the tap. So you need to find a good source of good, clean water. I recommend it at the tap filter or order water in. I have a a really nice uh, water filter at home. Don't drink out of plastic bottles. Go to Costco, get a case of uh, plastic water bottles. Those plastic water bottles, especially when they're stored in uh, heat, can um, emit a, a type of estrogen mimicker, and it can really mess up your hormones. So drinking good, clean water. We also need stimulation to the brain. You know, if you just go home, sit around, watch TV all weekend, and don't stimulate your brain, your brain is going to degenerate, just like your muscles if you don't exercise. So you need games, conversation, uh, stimulation, other than just watching a screen. So reading, writing, conversing, playing games, and keeping all that excitement. And the fourth thing that we need is fat. So, man, I told you before, if I told you, called you a fathead, that was a real compliment, mm-hmm. The brain is a very fatty organ. If you were to hold a brain in your hand, it's a little bit like tofu, really smooshy, and it's mostly fat. Our diets have become very carbohydrate-rich, and you know, when um, I was growing up, and uh, a teenager, fat was the enemy. It was low-fat this, low-fat that. That is um, really, the science is not supporting that concept anymore. You want to eat good fats, no hydrogenated fats. So fats like, Since we're Italian here, uh, olive oil. And actually, they have found olive oil to be very beneficial in reversing dementia. Some of the newest science about olive oil. Olive oil, good grass-fed butter. That's not an issue here in Australia. Really easy to get grass-fed butter. Avocado oil. Any of your uh, vegetable oils are not going to be beneficial, like cottonseed oil, rapeseed oil, or canola oil is actually not good at all. So get away from those oils. Get into the natural oils. Use olive oil on everything, even on cereal. No. (laughs) Um, It it is very good for you, the olive oil. So getting good fats. So we have hydration, exercise, stimulation, and good fats. That's a really good core place to start with.
1: Wow. Okay. I I, I tell you what, my brother uh, runs a... uh, is the manager of a uh, factory that makes plastics. And he really, really emphasizes what you've said about not drinking out of plastic containers, that That it's really unhealthy.
3: I see it you everywhere, know? though. Mm. Uh, I, don't think the, I don't think the information has gotten out enough. Mm. If you're going to have to buy um, it from the store, get it in glass containers, mm. not plastic.
1: Mm. Okay. Well, what are some other foods that uh, may help reverse... Cognitive decline. You mentioned olive oil. Yeah, well, Um, olive oil is really good. So,
3: you know, taking these, um, what I call the SAD diet, the standard Australian diet, is really been incorrect for so long you know we get up in the morning we have cereal and maybe some coffee which is very high in sugars so our brain is already starting to be overtaxed then we go to work we have a cup of coffee we've got a donut or something in between more carbohydrates again flooding our brain with glucose then for lunch we've got a sandwich and some chippies once again more carbohydrates and then you get home maybe you'll have a regular meal potato piece of uh, meat etc this is a diet to degenerate the brain so what you want to start looking at is good quality fats good quality organic grass-fed meats Uh, grass-fed beef is actually very high in the omega-3s which are going to be helpful for your for your brain Fatty fish is very good for your brain. uh, Avocados are great for your brain. So those good fats. And then, of course, having mostly uh, vegetables. We do not eat enough vegetables in the world. (laughs) So having vegetables for all three meals if you can. And I am a big advocate of eggs as well. I'm 65 years old and growing up. No, oh. you don't look 65. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, but the eggs, you know, we went through this period of eggs are no good. You don't want to eat it. It mm. raises your cholesterol. Yeah. You know, that is not correct. I think eggs are an excellent food. and I've
1: co- always thought that was really unfair, that like the health industry is the only industry that doesn't have to pay for recalls. And there, there should be well, a recall on well, a lot of, we told you this, now it's a recall, and they should have to pay, you know. Well, what's, that. Interesting, this, you know?
3: <laughs> what's interesting about that, and I don't know about the TGA, but the FDA, the Federal Drug Administration, which was originally set up in the 30s to protect mm-hmm. um, protect people from bad food, and it used to be managed by the people there was money that was there to protect us well it got taken over by guess who pharmaceutical companies yeah Yeah. Yeah. so then the people that are supposed to be protecting us are actually harming us there are at least 10 medications matt that are showing a very intensive brain decline. And one of the most popular ones that are used by so many people are acid blockers or what they're called proton pump inhibitors. These have been linked to rapid dementia very, very quickly. That's like Pepsid or, or, uh, you know. So if you have a lot of acid reflux, you know, it's it's a very, you can uh, restore that whole, Um, digestive system. I do a whole class on the digestive tract, but taking an acid blocker is going to degenerate your health overall very, very rapidly. Also, antidepressants, anti-anxieties have been associated with rapid decline. Even a product like Benadryl, which is um, for allergies, that has a ten times higher risk of dementia when used regularly. These are warning signs that are not on these medications. Actually, two drugs here in Australia and in America, um, this just this past year, were taken off the market. The P, uh, proton pump inhibitors because they were causing a cancer, mm. um, and they were just removed. So, really assess your medications and look at are they causing potential decline. Mm. If you're destroying stomach acid, you're destroying your gut. If you're destroying your gut, you're destroying your brain. Mm.
1: And this and this isn't a new problem. This is a problem we've had for a century or more. I mean, I, I mean, you you and I are old enough to remember like the commercials with DDT being great you know, kids getting (laughs) sprayed with that. And, you know, smoking was presented as something that was healthy. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's amazing, you know. But uh, speaking of smoking, my understanding is that tobacco and alcohol also can, are are linked to dementia in Uh, some cases. Yeah,
3: absolutely. As soon as you take a puff of a cigarette inside, the first thing that happens is your whole vascular system starts to pull inward and Remember, one of the things that we need the most is oxygen flow. So, as soon as you, if you're smoking cigarettes, you're depleting your brain of the oxygen that it actually needs. So, I I don't even know how cigarettes got approved. <laughs> but obviously, they're all around the world. So they definitely can cause a rapid decline. Now, as far as drinking, there's a lot of different opinions like uh, red wine, which is high in resveratrol. You know, the Italians have known it. They start drinking when they're nine or whatever. A little bit with dinner, that's one thing. But if you're drinking to excess, of course, that's going to cause uh, degeneration. Mm. Anything that turns to sugar, is going to um, cause degeneration. Carbohydrates and alcohol, um, these turn to sugar very quickly or utilized. You know, there's a huge issue with diabetes in the Western world right now, and a lot of it is because of our diets.
1: Mm. In just a few seconds, uh, because we're starting to run short on time, my understanding was one of the keys uh, to avoiding Dementia is also having strong social networks. I mean, our brains basically evolved to deal with other people, to say, hey, what's this guy thinking? And if you have strong, if you're really engaged with other people, that actually keeps you mentally sharp. Is, what uh, if
3: you- oh, absolutely. When you think about seniors that either live alone or they're put into a senior home and they're not stimulated, they degenerate very, very quickly. As I said, that kind of stimulation, whether it's conversation or or love. Uh, love is such an important part of the human experience. And without that, and then you have that self-deprivating talk that goes into your inner head about, you know, you're not valuable enough that's a whole nother perspective of degeneration. Mm. I know that it's an issue. I look more at the aspects of food and stimulation to the brain, but it is definitely a big part of it. I believe that we can all start taking responsibility and make some changes personally and then community-wise.
1: All right, well on that powerful message, we're gonna hear some quick words from our sponsors. At Elders Insurance Adelaide East,
2: our mission is to provide outstanding service and superior coverage to each and every one of our clients. With over 30 years of experience, we treat every client with mutual respect and understanding. We'll listen carefully to your specific needs and requirements in order to develop insurance solutions with a level of service and coverage you can't find anywhere else. Elders Insurance Adelaide East is a family owned and run business with a Italian tradition which is built on honesty, integrity and trust. Make an appointment today and go and see Tony and the team at Elders Insurance Adelaide East 54 to 56 Kensington Road, Rose Park or telephone 8364 9477 We're an authorised representative of Elders Insurance, underwriting agency Proprietary Limited, Elders Insurance, underwritten by QBE Insurance, Australia Limited
0: Have you heard of podcasts? Podcasts are like having a personal radio station that people can listen to on demand about topics they are interested in. And now thanks to Podcast City, you can record your own podcast and have your own on-demand radio show. You can use our professional recording equipment at the studios of Radio Italia Uno or Podcast City can come to your location with our mobile studio. Podcast City can just record your audio or work with you to plan, record, edit, and distribute your podcast to your audience. If you would like to find out more and receive a free podcast startup checklist, or book a time to record your podcast, call Radio Italia Uno on 821 or go to podcastcity.com.au. Podcast City, podcasting the easy way,
2: Join me, Ron Fiedler and Karen Fiedler, each Saturday morning from 9 to 10am for Talking Real Estate, your guide to real estate in Adelaide and South Australia. We'll bring you the latest local real estate news, interviews, tips and advice from property experts, plus report on the Italian property market and let you know about the week's open homes and upcoming auctions.
0: And don't forget, I'll be bringing you my Open Home of the Week
2: on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM, Talking Real Estate, every Saturday morning from 9 till 10am. Be in the know with Adelaide's local real estate show.
1: You're listening to Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Hello, hello and welcome back to Change the World with Matt McQuinley. We're here with Liz Palmer, who's currently teaching classes in brain health. Uh, we, you will hear at the end of the show today her website and her Facebook page. And I urge you to learn more about this important topic. In the just two minutes we have here, Liz, can you please... Give them the most important, most powerful information that you want them to walk away with today.
3: Well, let's just look at the seven different things that you can do to uh, improve your brain health. Number one, assess your past injuries. If you've had an injury as a child, if you've had a car accident, you're going to maybe explore things a little bit deeper. Assess your medications. Uh, Many over-the-counter medications, as I said, have a detriment to the brain. Uh, You can actually Google um, any of the medications you're on and look at uh, degeneration. Look at your environmental toxin. Uh, and toxins in your life. Um, How are your cleaning products in your house? How is the water that you're drinking? Is it healthy? How is the air that you're breathing? Are you using chemicals outside? These chemicals can um, really cause degeneration. Reduce your bad habits. If you're a cigarette smoker, see if you can reduce, smoke less or do the good thing for yourself and give that up. Eat good fats, Throw away anything that says hydrogenated fats, throw it out the window, replace it with good fats. Um, Drink good, clean water every day. Your brain needs hydration, so your brain is craving good, clean water. And the last one is always exercising. Make exercise a part of your life. Dance, walk, Sing, jump up and down, do whatever you can to keep the oxygen flowing into the brain. And I do these online classes for groups, or I can do personal assessments and um, speak with you. I'm on my Facebook page, which is Liz Palmer, parentheses, Liz Happy. I like to go by Liz Happy as living Happy. And my website is called Beaming. It's a B-E-A-M-I-N-G, brain, Beaming Brain dot now, N-O-W dot site, S-I-T-E. And again, I'm passionate about helping people connect to how they can make their brains work well so they can have a rich and healthy life and enjoy good mental health as well.
1: Well, thanks again, Liz, for being on the show. Join us next Monday at 6 p.m. for another episode of Change the World with Matt McQuinley. Please check out our past episodes on our Facebook page, Change the World with Matt McQuinley. And if you need any help in business or a public speaker and I can help you out, leave me a message on there as well for that. And as always, I will leave you with a short inspirational story. He was born the fourth out of five children in my hometown of Chicago and raised in Missouri he got his first job at nine years of age and he only had an eighth grade education he had no formal training in art his father was domineering and allegedly abusive to escape from the stress he found solace in drawing his older brothers ran away one by one to get away from their father he lied about his age to become an ambulance driver in world war one when he got back he became an apprentice in an art studio. He was laid off less than one month later. In his next job, he got fired because he had no original ideas. So he and his brother started a cartoon business. It went bankrupt. He moved and took off to LA with only $40 in his pocket to become an actor. He failed. He convinced his brother to move out to California with him and open up another studio he had success with a character called oswald the rabbit while he was away negotiating a contract his producer recruited all of his animators and swindled him out of the rights to his character he didn't fight the loss so he created a new character after over 300 rejections and getting deeper and deeper and deeper in debt with this character, it was finally brought to the screen in a production called Steamboat Willie. That character was Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse gave him the ability to keep the business afloat. Despite Mickey's success, there were a lot of challenges financially. Also challenges with being overworked and key staff leaving the business He had a nervous breakdown. After he recuperated, he was the first to come up with the idea of having a full-length animated feature. He was told it would fail, it was crazy, and he was going to drive his company out of business with the effort. He proceeded anyway. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves was a huge success. The next three attempts, though, were dismal failures. They included Pinocchio, Fantasia, and Bambi. Then World War II started. All of his animators went on strike, and his debt soared to $4 million. In today's dollars, that would be $67 million U.S. Try negotiating payment plans with creditors for that much. They don't really buy the checks in the mail when it's $67 million. After the war, he clawed his way back to success by diversifying into a new medium. Again, he was told this new medium was stupid. He's going to drive his business under. The new medium was television. It worked out. Davy Crockett and the Mickey Mouse Show made enough money for him to open up his real dream, which was Disneyland. The opening of Disneyland was dubbed by the press Black Sunday. forge tickets helped the line to get in to grow to seven miles long. The temperatures in excess of 40 degrees combined with the new asphalt melted women's shoes while they were waiting in line. Because of a plumber's strike, the water fountains didn't work. Of course, a lot of the rides didn't work. But eventually, like most of his ventures, Disneyland became a success. In 2021, Walt Disney Corporation had assets of 246 billion U.S. dollars. The Disney family itself today is worth 130 billion U.S. dollars. What do we learn from his story? Well, let's see what he says in his own words. On learning, he says... All you've got to do is own up to your ignorance honestly, and you'll find people who are eager to fill your head with information. On the value of hard work, Walt Disney says, do a good job. You don't have to worry about the money. It will take care of itself. Just do your best work, then try to trump it. On having big dreams, Walt Disney said, To the youngsters of today, I say, believe in the future. The world is getting better. There still is plenty of opportunity. Why would you believe it? When I was a kid, I thought it was already too late for me to make good at anything. He also said, it's kind of fun to do the impossible. On curiosity, Walt Disney said, around here, we don't look backwards for very long. We keep moving forward opening up new doors and doing new things because we're curious and curiosity keeps leading us down new paths. On setting goals, Walt Disney said, a person should set his goals as early as he can and devote all his energy and talent to getting there. With enough effort, he may achieve it or he may find something that's even more rewarding. But in the end, no matter what the outcome, he will know he has been alive. And on books and reading, he said, there is more treasure in books than in all the pirates loot on Treasure Island and at the bottom of the Spanish main. And best of all, you can enjoy these riches every day of your life. And finally, on failure and adversity, Walt Disney said this, I have failed. I think it's important to have a good, hard failure when you're young. I learned a lot out of that. All the adversity I've had in my life, all the troubles and obstacles have strengthened me. You may not realize it when it happens, but a kick in the teeth may be the best thing in the world for you. We also learned that there are two kinds of people, one that will listen to the naysayers, get discouraged, give up, and think it's impossible. And then there are the kind like Walt Disney who won't give up, who will follow their dreams and achieve things beyond what anyone thought was possible and perhaps change the world for the better. The question is,
0: which one are you?